You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe that helps people who feel far from God to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. For more fresh content, check City Tribe on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook. Enjoy the message, and welcome to the tribe. If you could please stand for the reading of God's Word. Revelations 22. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. And he said to me, These words are trustworthy and true, and the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. And behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets, and with those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evildoer still do evil, and the filthy still be filthy, and the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And <laughs> Blessed are those who wash their robes, for that they may have the right to the tree of life, and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral and murderers and adulterers and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come, and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plague is described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. And these were the words of God. Please be seated. How's the tribe doing today? We doing all right? 
Yeah, good to see you guys. You know, all kinds of awesome stuff happen around City Tribe. You know, right now our students are getting some training, some uh, pregnancy prevention, and then there are other people that are getting married, and it's like pro-pregnancy, right, happening all the time, right? That's why we got a bunch of kids in uh, City Youth. Man on Fire was this past week, and uh, we're wrapping up Revelation today, so many good things happening around the tribe today. And I wanted to take you back to the time when my wife Jeannie and I were we're engaged because our drummer, uh, Ronnie, he just got engaged this last week with his awesome fiance, Emerald. And so it's making me think about when Jeannie and I were engaged. I brought a picture of Jeannie and I when we were engaged way back in the day. Uh, I'm, I'm married up, didn't I? I kicked my coverage, man. She's a lot better looking at people like, how'd you get her? I don't know. It's just God. He was just nice to me, right? I'm, uh, but I remember when we got engaged and here's what happened is that we had just graduated from college and we were going to get married at the end of the summer. And so the good news was we were engaged. The bad news was is that we had to be apart for the whole summer before our wedding day. And so we were patiently waiting. I was in at my parents' house, you know, and she was three hours away in another city at her parents' house. And the way we would communicate was through snail mail letters. And then get this, younger people, we did something called long distance phone calls. It was the weirdest thing, man. You had to like pick up a landline. You would pay something called long distance rates. To, you like had to pay per minute to talk to someone on a phone, right? Uh, before, so here's, here's the way it would go down. We would be talking on the phone and I would say something like, you know, in so many words, I would say, hey, I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. And she would say something to the effect of, man, come on, come on. And you know how that made me feel? It's like, right on. I'm excited. You know, I'm ready to come. See? And so the day, because you know, it wasn't enough to just talk on the phone. It wasn't enough to just read love letters. We wanted to be together. And finally, the day came when we were able to be married and I brought a wedding picture, you know, we took it at our wedding where we were finally able to come together and be married, which was our heart's desire. And I want you to think about something, those of you that follow Jesus and know him. Right now, you have the love letter of his word that he's written to you that you get to receive. And through prayer, it's kind of like a phone call, right? And I know what you feel. It's not enough. It's great and you love it, but you want more of him. And you know what? It's mutual. He wants more of you. And that's why as we come to wrap up our study of Revelation today, we're gonna look at his heart for us and our hearts for him in Revelation chapter 22. Let's look at verse 12, 17, and 20, where Jesus says, behold, I'm coming soon. And the spirit of the bride say, Come, and then he says this again. Look at this next part. Surely I am coming soon. And what, what we say is, amen, come, Lord Jesus. So in the spirit of Revelation 22 that Lily just read to us, let's do a responsive declaration. I'll read the part of Jesus, and then I'll point to you, and you make the declaration of the church. You guys ready? And those of you online, don't mess around. We see you there. So you got to say it out loud too, right there in your pajamas. But here we go. Ready? Jesus says, I'm coming soon. Come, Lord Jesus. 
Let's try it again with a little bit more passion. Ready? Here we go. I'm coming soon. Come, Lord Jesus. That is our heart. You know, throughout our time together, as we've studied Revelation over the past eight months, I wanted to show you a timeline of the events of the Revelation book that we've been studying together. If you look at the far left-hand side of the chart, you'll see when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, he rose again from the dead and he instituted a dispensation of time or a season of time called the church age. That's the age in which we currently live. And a lot of us believe that at the end of the church age, there'll be something called the rapture where God calls his kids up into the air to be with him. And then there'll be seven years of tribulation on the earth where we studied in Revelation about the Antichrist and taking the mark of the beast and all of that. But those seven years will end with the second coming of Jesus to the earth. He'll come back and institute what's called the millennium. The millennium is the thousand year reign of Jesus on the earth with his people. And at the end of the millennium, he'll release Satan from the pit for just a very brief time to deceive some, some of the people that are left on the earth. And then uh, those nations will come against him, but Jesus will end all of evil at that time at what's called the great white throne judgment. And after the great white throne, he'll initiate or bring heaven to earth in the heavenly city like we studied last week. And today we find ourselves... Uh, Pass, you know, into eternity. Jesus gives us a last word from Revelation 22. And as I read and reread the passage in preparation for today, you know, sometimes when you read the scriptures, read a passage, you sit there and you just read and you say, Holy Spirit, just kind of, just kind of highlight for me those verses that are significant that I'm supposed to communicate because there's so many things to unpack that you kind of have to pick something. So I said, Lord, what do you want to highlight? And there are three verses or three concepts within Revelation 22 that were highlighted for me that I believe God wants me to communicate to you. And it's about us being patient, waiting on the wedding that's coming, right? It's like when, when Jeannie and I were engaged, it's like we had to learn to be patient, but there were things that encouraged us, the letters and the like. And so I'm gonna show you three things that will encourage us today to wait upon his coming. The first one is the tree of life. The tree of life. We long and look forward to the tree of life. Let me show it to you in Revelation 22, one. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street in the city, also on either side of the river. Here it is, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And so get a picture of this. In heaven, the holy city, there's this crystal clear water, more beautiful than we've ever seen, flowing down the street. And you can drink of that water. And that doesn't compute with us because we think there's no way I'm eating or drinking any water that flows down the streets of San Antonio, all right? Uh, but got to remember, there, the streets and the water will be more sanitary than even 
the most sanitized operating room. It'll be so pure. The water will be more pure than any glacier water or purified water that we have in the streets will be cleaner than anything that we can imagine. And so it'll be so clean and pure that you can just uh, get this water, cup it in your hands as it's flowing down the street. But then it also says the tree of life is gonna bear this fruit and that fruit will be more delicious than any salad or food of any sort that we've had here on the earth. And as we eat this fruit that comes from the tree of life, it'll be like healing to us. And it says in this text that one of the main purposes of this fruit is to heal the nations. Now, I want you to imagine that just for a minute. Healing the nations. Right now, we know that there's conflict between nations, isn't there? But can you imagine a day where there's no conflict between the nations? Currently, our United States president is at odds with Chinese and Russian diplomats over his democracy summit. But there's coming a day where there's not gonna be any tensions between the nations. Nobody's gonna be, you know, preparing themselves for war, but all the nations will keep their unique cultural identities and at the same time be completely unified with each other. And you know why? Because of Jesus. Jesus will bring peace amongst the nations. And that's why when Jesus says, I'm coming soon, we say what? Come, Lord Jesus. Okay, you're waning on me here. You got to stay awake, okay? You got to go. Let's try that again, okay? When Jesus says, I'm coming soon, we say, come, Lord Jesus. We want him to come. Now, look at the second thing that was highlighted for me. We're encouraged to endure in our faith through, number two, the book of the Lamb. The book of the Lamb. What is that? What that's, what's that all about? Well, look with me at Revelation 22. We'll look at verses 9 and 10, then we'll skip down to verse 18. I, this angel says, I'm a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets, and with those who keep the words of, look at, look at the wording there, this book. Worship God. And he said to me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of, here it is again, this book. For the time is near. And then he goes on to say, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of, here it is again, this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which is described in this Book And so one of the first things that John is told here is, hey, man, don't seal up the words of this book. Man, don't keep it from people, but get the word out there. Share with people what's written in this book. And that's why I was motivated to teach through Revelation. We've been going through this book for eight months. I mean, we didn't go short on it. We went all the way with Revelation. We read it and studied it together. And, and you know, a lot of people think, man, there's no need to study Revelation. In fact, I had a Christian from another church say, why are you going through all that? 
I mean, it's just all this end time stuff and it's hard to understand. You know, I've heard person after person in our own church say, hey, you know, Pastor Doug, I've never really read through Revelation. And the reason that I didn't read through Revelation, I just figured it was too complex for me to understand. And certainly we don't think we know it all about Revelation, but the word here says, don't hold it back. Bring this word. Even though there are parts of it that a lot of us find to be challenging, we've got to bring it, learn it, and uh, look at it. And one of the reasons why is not just because of what John says here, but he says in Revelation 1, 3, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. So when you read it aloud, we had like Lily reading it today. There's a blessing in her reading it. There's a blessing for you and me as we hear her reading the book. But it goes on to say, and blessed are those who not only hear it, but keep what is written in it. And so don't seal up the words of the prophecy of this book is what John is told. Don't keep it from people. Even if people think, hey, I can't understand all that. Or people think, oh, it's just about stuff that's going to happen in the future. No, we've got to share this word. And he also says in the text, hey, if anyone adds to it, then you'll get the plagues that are written about in it. So don't be adding to it. And then it also says, if you take away from it, and by the way, let me, let me comment on that for just for a minute about those who add to it. You ever known Christians or churches, they add a lot of stuff to different books of the Bible, don't they? They add rules to it that aren't actually in it. And so this, I need to give you a disclaimer, those of you that are new to church, this is gonna sound really weird, but there are actually churches, they say, it's a sin to dance, okay? Now, I would say if you have no rhythm, you know, you don't know how to dance, it's probably sin, you know, right? If you don't know how to dance, it's not, not any good. But a lot of people add these rules to the Bible that aren't actually in the Bible, see? And uh, I've had a fair amount of people also try and take away, because the text said you're not supposed to take away from the words of this prophecy, right? Um, and some people I've known that go to different books of the Bible and they'll say, hey, I like that part, but I don't like that part. Well, you, you don't get to do that. See, you take it all or nothing, Jesus said. So you, you gotta take it all, the, good, the stuff you like and the stuff you don't like, see? We don't just go to the cafeteria and pick the parts of the Bible that we want. We gotta get it all. Now, over the years, I've heard a lot of people say, hey, you know, they read these verses about don't take away from this book or don't add to this book. And they would say, uh, don't add to the Bible as a whole. Actually, it's not talking about the Bible as a whole here. It's talking about this book, Revelation. See, but we're, we got other verses that tell us, we, we know we're not supposed to add to the Bible. We know that it's inspired by God. Let me show you a couple of texts on that. Second Timothy chapter four, verse 16. Excuse me, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness that the man or woman of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So it says there, all scripture is breathed out by God unto the authors. But look at Second Peter 1.20. is where Peter says, knowing this first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from anyone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So the content that we have in the Old and New Testaments of our Bible, it is not just inspired like someone's inspired to write a poem or a screenplay, but it's inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. God brought them along, breathed into it. You know, our New Testament is 
greatly preserved. It's preserved more than uh, any other ancient work of literature. In fact, there's over 5,800 complete or fragmented ancient Greek manuscripts that scholars were able to take and put together to compile our uh, Greek New Testament, our, our New Testament that we read today. So it's, uh, we place a high value on the scripture here at City Tribe. But at the same time, I wanna explain this. As much as we love the Bible, and as much as we know that it's been inspired by God and God breathed it in the authors, we don't worship a book. We don't worship the Bible. We worship the Jesus that's revealed in and through the Bible. In fact, Jesus had to correct these religious guys that all they did was learn the Bible so they could out-argue their religious friends and they worship the Bible, not the Messiah or not the Jesus of the Bible. In fact, in John 5, 39, here's what he said to him. He says, you religious guys, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life and it's they that bear witness about who? Me. Jesus says, he says, the Bible is not about some religious works, but it's about me, see? So the Bible points to me, Jesus says. And, uh, you know, I really like what one of our tribe leaders, Andy Swanson, said the other day. I, I thought it was insightful. He said, the Bible is the manger in which you find Jesus, see? So in order to find Jesus, you have to read the Bible. Now, there are approximately 300 ancient Greek manuscripts of the book of Revelation, which we're focused in on today. The book of Revelation, though, if you think it's just about end times, you miss the point of Revelation. Revelation is the book of the Lamb. Revelation is about Jesus. Revelation is not about end times, it's about Jesus. It's not about the Antichrist, it's about Jesus. It's not about the rapture. It's about Jesus. Revelation is not about being all millennial, premillennial, or postmillennial. Revelation is about Jesus. And so I want to applaud you for your participation here during this series to learn about Jesus through the book of Revelation. It includes 29 references to a lion-like lamb who represents who? Guess who? Jesus, right? It is all about Jesus. And that's one of the reasons why when we read Revelation and we hear Jesus say, I'm coming soon, we want to say what? Come, Lord Jesus. Okay, don't, don't, don't get lame on me. Okay, <laughs> come, Lord Jesus. Now, we're, we're already to number three. See how fast this is going? Look at number three. Here's the uh, verse that was highlighted for me. We're anticipating the time of his coming. The waiting is better when we're anticipating in the midst of it. You remember when Jeannie and I were in that summer before we got married, we were waiting. We were anticipating coming together. And can you feel the anticipation in our key text for today? Let's review it. Go back to Revelation twenty-two twelve. Look at the anticipation here. It's like Jesus is anticipating. He's like, behold, I'm coming soon. The spirit and the bride say, come, surely I'm coming soon, Jesus says. Amen, come, Lord Jesus. And we are anticipating a physical reunion 
It's going to be a reunion of family members when we get there to be, when he, when he returns and we, we, we encounter him, when we go to heaven. You're going to see believing relatives that have gone on to be with the Lord in heaven. And that's going to be a great reunion. But you know the reunion that we anticipate the most is with him to encounter Jesus, no more seen in a mirror dimly. Some of you have read Paul's little letters in the Bible, and he says, right now, it's like we see in a mirror dimly. But someday, it's gonna be face to face, see? It's gonna be the difference in calling long distance and reading love letters to being face to face, and that is what we long for. And I was you know, racking my brain trying to figure out a way to illustrate that because there's really no... Uh, no way to illustrate it. It's very difficult because there's nothing we can compare meeting him to face to face in person. The best I could do is these little videos where, have you seen these little videos online where like a family member has been, like a guy, a husband's been on a deployment and he returns and he sees his wife for the first time? Seen those? Or like when uh, a, a son is away and he gets to see his mom again. Or like you've maybe seen those videos where an older couple was separated during the pandemic and they get to come back together and reunite. Well, I brought a few of those videos today that I'm going to show you just to give you a feel. And as you watch these videos, think about the day when we're able to not only reunite with family members, but when we're able to have a reunion with Jesus when we see him in that heavenly place. Take a look. seen his mother the three-year hiatus into today his mother kareen is here in miami for the games this weekend what a wonderful holiday surprise for chris after the late afternoon walkthrough today she appeared to chris's delight the emotion simply took him over a native of gabon a nation in africa chris silva left his home country in 2012 just days before his 16th birthday to come to the united states with a dream of being in this place playing in the nba he has seen his parents and siblings only once since then. That's when he returned to Gabon for two weeks to renew his visa as a sophomore at the University of South Carolina. She's
about this just for a minute. Why is it that we feel something when we see these people being reunited? It's because God wired us in our hearts, in our DNA to long for reuniting with him. He's longing to be reunited with us. And he says to us, I am coming soon. That's what he says. And by the way, what are the very last words of Revelation? And thus, the very last words of the Bible, these are words that are not just for those of us that are Christ followers, but those of you that are spiritual investigators trying to figure out if God is even for real. Look at his heart for you in the very last words of the Bible, Revelation twenty two twenty one. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. The last thing that Jesus wanted you to know is his grace. So with that in mind, how about we pray as we wrap up today? God, as we come before you, we want to know your grace. And as we bow before the living God, perhaps there's some among us that don't know him and would like to Start a relationship with him. It's real simple to do. You don't have to say a prayer out loud or jump through any religious hoops, but in your own heart and mind, just between you and God right now, you may want to say something like this. Look, God, I know I've sinned. And right now, the best I know how, the best I understand, I choose to believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay the penalty for my sin. He rose again from the dead to give me new life. God, welcome into my life. And for the rest of us who have known him, some for a long time, some for a short time, we say, Lord, we want to live our lives now with the end in mind. We want to live our lives now, not keeping this word from others, but bringing it to others, and we want to live now with the anticipation of your coming. We say, Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, in whose name we pray. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, as we've wrapped up Revelation, next week we're going to begin more Christmas related teaching here at City Tribe Church. And so next week we're going to see. Uh, some text about the spicy young Mary who was pregnant with Jesus and she's the young lady who was able to say, I have no fear, there's a king up in here, right? She was pregnant with 
Jesus, the Lord of all. And so we're going to see that next Sunday. Now, as we wrap up with our financial stewardship, end of year, some of you are thinking about your end of year charitable giving. And for those of you that are family members here, regulars at City Tribe, uh, I want to talk to you about our offerings today and throughout the end of the year. If you're not a Christian, we totally understand if you don't participate in that part of the worship, but we're a little bit behind our offerings than what we were last year. And so Jeannie and I are going to pitch in to help make up the difference. And if some of you who are regulars around here want to help pitch in on that, that would be awesome so that we end the year strong financially as a church family here. And I want to tell you some of the awesome stuff that we've done every week or awesome stuff that's happening here at the church that we're investing our resources in. One story from just this past couple of weeks is there was a hardworking single mom who had started coming to our church and she was in a really difficult living situation. She has a little, she has a little baby and she was stuck in an apartment with like 10 other people and it was a very difficult environment for her and her baby and she wanted to get this apartment, but she needed help with the deposit. And so together, we pitched in and helped out with that deposit. And now that young mother has got an apartment. She's so excited about the new apartment for her and her baby. And she's actually going to be dedicating her baby and dedicating and devoting herself to raise that baby in the ways of Jesus at one of our services today. Isn't that awesome to be a part of that? So thank you guys for helping in out in that way. And so that since we don't pass buckets or plates here at City Tribe, there's one of four ways that we can bring our tithes and our offerings here. Uh, one is that you can mail it to the P.O. box that you'll see on screen and on our website. If you do everything by text, you can text to tithe. Note, there's a new number, fairly recently new number to text to tithe. So if you're a text to tither, make sure and pay attention to that. You can also go to our giving stations that are located near the exits of the theater and drop your offerings in there. Or you can hit the QR code there and it'll take you to our website, citytribe.church slash tithe in order to bring your tithes and offerings there. So grateful for your generosity here. And so before we wrap up, let's stand up together before you guys worship through your financial stewardship. Let's receive a word of benediction over us today that I'll speak over us that I hope are words that will be true of you as you leave this place. Dear brothers and sisters, walk from this place empowered by the Spirit. Walk from here anticipating His coming, knowing that He says to you, I'm coming soon, as you say to Him, come, Lord Jesus. But until that day, bring His kingdom to earth as it is in heaven. Walk from here knowing the King is coming. And you're bringing his kingdom of love, grace, and peace to people who desperately need it. You guys have an awesome Sunday, and we'll see you next week. Peace. We're glad you're a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check citytribe.church.